We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Like at all times, you just have to trust them, right? Just like any quarterback, right? They're, they're not going to be perfect, right? And sometimes some of the decisions that might not turn out too well, there's times where they end up turning out the touchdowns and sometimes you can get praised for it. But to me, it's more about, is it the right decision and correcting it regardless of the results? Bill's offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. Bill's gearing up for the Steelers, Sunday 1 o'clock. Joining us on the Western Hotline is the host of the Lockdown Bills podcast, Joe Marino. Joe, good morning. It's just me, Joe. Jody Biasi, he's out sick today. Happy to have you on. Good morning. Hey, Jeremy. Uh, thanks for having me on. Sorry for the delay there, but glad to be talking with you. Yeah, glad to have you. How did Sunday night treat you? Was it uh, stress, <laughs> wild ride? I, I just, the whole time I felt like this game is awesome. It was, there was beautiful stupidity in it, whether it's the catch off a helmet or the Vic Fangio third down defense or Allen doing Allen things. I just, I, I don't know. I'll look back at that game and love everything about it. Beautiful stupidity is a good way to put it. And I, I'd say that the results of that Jaguars-Titans game was pretty significant to remove the idea that the season could end, right, if if you don't win that game. So I think that was a nice uh, anxiety reliever going into the game. And I had a level of confidence that the Bills would be able to win it. Um, but then you kind of watch the early portions of the game and you felt like, whether it was the Dolphins moving the ball or, you know, the, the Bills also moving the ball but not having a lot to show for it with some empty red zone looks, you know, it was, it was, a, little bit, it was a little bit challenging to, to see it. And then eventually the Bills kind of took control of the game in the second half and especially in the fourth quarter. And obviously the, the climb out of the hole was complete. So obviously a, a big day for the Bills and the pass, uh, the difference in the pass from being the two versus the, this the seven seed was pretty significant. So the Bills are positioned pretty well here to go on a run. Yeah. And positioned well because, of course, you've got two things, I think, Joe. You've got Josh Allen. We talk about him all the time. And you have this defense, which I, I asked a caller who called in to talk about McDermott last segment. Is this McDermott's finest hour as Bills coach? What he's been able to do with this defense and this stretch here? I mean, wins over Kansas City and Dallas, and Miami. These are three offenses that, I mean, Kansas City, I know they're having a down year, but these are offenses that can score, and the Bills held them all in check. Yeah, this win streak, the five-game streak that put the Bills into this position has really been the defense, I I wouldn't say completely being the the primary reason, but a big reason why that they're able to do this five-game win streak. They've held the last five opponents to an average of 16.8 points per game, 277 total yards per game, and that includes the top two scoring offenses in the entire NFL, <clears throat> excuse me, in the uh, the Cowboys and the Dolphins. And so those both of those teams were held under, under 20 points. Both of those teams held under 200 passing yards. The Bills have held the last four opponents and seven of the last eight opponents under 200 passing yards. You know, Sean McDermott's really got this defense playing at a high level. But I think through all of that, my favorite part of the defensive resurgence has been – 
the opportunities that they've had at the end of games. During this win streak, the Bills have had four different opportunities to allow a game-winning or game-tying drive against the defense on the last drive for the opposing offense. And all four times the defense was able to get that stop. And that's significant when you consider the losses that came earlier in the season when Josh Allen was able to walk off the field with the lead and then the defense gave it up. Right? There's only been two games this year that Josh Allen hasn't walked off the field with the lead and then he left it into the fate of the defense. And to see them really flip that piece of it on top of you know limiting scoring, limiting yards, getting takeaways – to me, it's that cl- the, the clutch factor that's shown up late in games that didn't exist earlier in the season. Joe Marino of the Locked On Bills podcast joining us here. All right, Joe, so let's let's shift gears. I mean, it's a playoff week. It's the Steelers. It's a team that is on their third-string quarterback, but it's a Mike Tomlin special. I mean, he, he gets credit, as I think he should, for continuing to put out winning seasons, but they are dancing in the middle a lot, and maybe – they don't get in the playoffs if Baltimore plays their starters. Either way, they're here. What challenges do the Steelers present to the Bills? Well, I think a couple of things. Uh, first of all, the what they can do with their front seven on defense. And I know that they're not going to have T.J. Watt, but they still have a lot of talent in that front seven, and they blitz a lot. This is the sixth uh, highest blitz rate team in the NFL at 34%. And they've got talent on top of T.J. Watt. It's, it's Alex Ismith who's a stud. Cam Hayward on the interior. Larry Aganjobi on the interior. Uh, Keanu Benton, a bright young player uh, as an interior pass rusher. Nick Herbig, super athletic young player. And Marcus Golden, the veteran know-how guy. You know They're going to get Minka Fitzpatrick back this week. And so I, I think that defense and the style of defense that they play with odd fronts, with plenty of blitzing, with guys that can win one-on-one battles – you know, this is kind of the type of defense that has given the Bills some challenges this year when the, when the passing offense in particular has had some issues, you know, whether it's been uh, Josh Allen decision-making or uh, some of the protection challenges with you know, six, seven, eight-man pressure looks. You know, Pittsburgh's going to bring that stuff. And you know, I remember our conversations after the preseason game this past year. I know it's kind of crazy to talk about a preseason game. It feels like 100 years ago, but even Sean McDermott brought it up. Uh, this year and the 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 Steelers just kind of had had the the right formula for how to attack the pocket and, and Josh Allen just didn't have any comfort against it again preseason I get it, it's 100 years ago but it, it's it those issues crept up throughout the course of this season and so I'm encouraged with how they played against Miami in that capacity but this is a different challenge and a, and a defense that is used to playing that style with Miami I think they made a fatal mistake in trying to reinvent the way that they play defense with becoming more man coverage oriented and more blitz aggressive where that's just not who they are. And they felt like they needed to do that against the bills because that's how they've struggled when they've had issues offensively. Well, this isn't a Pittsburgh defense that has to reinvent itself. That's how they play. So that's first and foremost. But then the second thing is just the Steelers script. The Pittsburgh Steelers didn't get here because they're amazing on offense and defense, right? This is the 28th scoring offense in the NFL. They're here because they don't beat themselves. This team has the second fewest giveaways in the NFL with 16 and they have a second best turnover differential at plus 11. They haven't been getting great quarterback play. Their defense has been really hit or miss, but they don't beat themselves. They don't give away the football and they take it away at a decent clip. On top of that, they don't really commit penalties, 85 penalties, six fewest in the NFL. So they have this formula of don't beat yourself 
And the reality is the Bills have fallen into that, you know, fair, a fair amount of times throughout the course of the last several seasons, including against Pittsburgh in week one a couple of years ago. So I think the Bills have to, you know, play a style of game that's still their style and do what they do, but you can't fall into the Steelers script where they just don't beat themselves, they don't make any dynamic plays, but you're the team that makes all the all the fatal mistakes and they don't and they win a game 17 to 14, something like that. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Joe Marino. Joe, if they are missing, if the Bills are missing Gabe Davis, I, I went over last time these two teams played, Davis mossed them, really. I mean, he wrenched yeah. the ball away from Minka Fitzpatrick. He had the 98-yard touchdown, so... What would no Gabe mean? I mean, we, I think we, we kind of know what Gabe is and what he, what he offers. So if they don't have him, how confident are you in the other weapons? I mean, Shakir has continued to emerge, and maybe we get a look at Sherfield, who had done very little this year, but of course had a big catch in that Miami game. Well, I, I've never been the biggest Gabe Davis enthusiast, but I certainly am mindful of the role that he plays on this offense as a high-snap player. He blocks really well in the run game. And he does do a lot of the little things with clear-out routes and setting picks and rubs and that type of stuff. Now, where I get some encouragement is when Trent Shurfield stepped into that role against Miami, he did a really good job blocking and setting picks and rubs. And, you know, the, the, the Khalil Shakir long, not, not the sideline pass where he caught catch and run, but I'm talking down the right sideline to set up the Dawson Knox touchdown. You know, that was a Trent Shurfield pick play. Um, you look at the touchdown to Dawson Knox. Trent Shurfield pick play. James Cook on the dropped touchdown uh, before the half. Trent Shurfield ran the clear-out route to hold the coverage to allow that window to throw the ball. So it was nice to see Trent Shurfield do a lot of the things that – the little things that I think people celebrate Gabe Davis for. Uh, so that, that's encouraging on top of making a couple of tough catches, you know, touchdown obviously, but a big reception over the middle of the field and kind of a tight window throw where he had some, some tight coverage on him. So that was encouraging to see him – You know, it took a while – uh, but in that last game, you know, be able to make an impact where you know, potentially he's going to have to do a similar type thing. But also, I do think it's beneficial to the offense for more of the market share when it comes to targets to go to Khalil Shakir and, and Dalton Kincaid, who have been really high efficiency targets for this offense. And so I'm not mitigating the loss of Gabe Davis for this game. But I do think based on the way that Trent Shurfield played, in addition to more opportunities for Shakir and Dalton Kincaid, I think there's some silver linings here. Was it good to see what Diggs was able to do? I mean, how much, you know, we'd been talking about it for a couple of weeks. How much do you feel like he needed that, Josh needed that, we needed that, with Diggs being a big, big contributor in this game? Oh, 100%, especially after that second drive where 
he completely cooks Jalen Ramsey on the vertical shot and Josh overthrows him by like five yards. You're like, oh my gosh, this is just never going to come together. And then it did, right? They did cook up on that that deep shot down the left sideline that set up a touchdown. And of course, uh, it was a pressure look and Josh hits his back foot and just really just trusts Diggs to go get underneath the football. Had Had the right air under the ball in that moment. And then, of course, all the other moments that happened. It was a very efficient game for Steph Diggs, if I'm not mistaken, seven catches on eight targets, right? That was that was what needs yeah. to happen because the targets had been there uh, during the slump, but it just the efficiency hasn't been. So I think they needed that to get some confidence and momentum going into the postseason. And, you know, for the struggles that I wouldn't, I w- I wouldn't say any individual struggles, but for the challenges that they've had being productive during this stretch, I, I think the messaging in terms of how – the team and players have, you know, responded to questions about it. Diggs' demeanor, and you see him and, and Allen after the game, you see him and McDermott after the game, you feel like it's okay. And uh, they're in the right spot going into the postseason. Joe Marino of the Lockdown Bills podcast. Finally, I want to get to the defense. This Pittsburgh offensive line, I feel like, is that a glaring problem for them? And, and maybe one of the spots the Bills could win the most is up front with their defensive front. Yeah, I, I, they should. Um, I think Mason Rudolph has done a good job for them getting the ball out of his hands about two and a half seconds. That's really helpful. And, you know, he's a, he's a player that excels with routes to the linear plane, right? You go back to Oklahoma State and you remember the player that he was. And even during this little hot streak that he's on 3-0 and with him down the stretch here that put them in this position, he, he's been able to really get it going with George Pickens on a lot of the, the straight line routes. Um, and so maybe the weather will play into that. But the, the offensive line, I think, is a good call-out where I think their tackle play has been really inconsistent. They've got a, a good-looking young rookie, but he's still a rookie in Broderick Jones and Dan Moore, who's been really up and down. And then that interior, uh, Alo is a really good player at left guard, but yeah, I think between James Daniels at right guard and Mason Cole at center, they've, they've been really kind of up and down this season. And so, yeah, the Bills should have some advantages there uh, with the depth of the defensive line to get after this, this Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line. But I've, I feel like I've said that before, where I, I've, I've looked at mismatch opportunities with opposing offensive lines and say, man, the Bill Z line should really eat here. And then it's, yeah, you know, it's not quite the, the dominance that I'm looking for. So looking for this Bill's defensive line, which has kind of been kind of it's been good this year. I'm not taking away from that, but it feels like in the playoffs, it, it hasn't shown up to the degree that it's needed to throughout the years. I think this is a great opportunity for them to start this playoff run on a high note. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.